You're listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I'm here with Kayvon K. He is a sales guru, and you must know him by the one call closer. He has his own company. He's based in Canada. And we met through this biz deal that we're kind of involved in. And I thought I'd have him on the show to talk about negotiating skills, how to not manipulate your way to get what you want, but to convince the world that they want to be on your team and how to create connection. Actually, that's the main word of today's podcast, connection. He's going to teach us how to develop connection with, you know, our relationships in our personal life or at work or, you know, with our customers. So all that good stuff. Welcome, Kayvon. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Mimi, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Amazing. I'm so excited for today's episode. We've had such great chats so far, and I think everyone needs to hear what we're talking about here. Like, you are seriously so good at getting what you want in conversations. And I need to know all your tricks. <laughs> it's so, you know, that's the funny thing, right? Is you, you say it's uh, all these, you know, these tricks or these strategies, but really it, it comes down to the fundamentals. And it's about the, like you said, is about the connection. And, you know, and I believe I'm a firm believer that sales, so people look at sales and, you know, the first thing people think about is they use card, you know, use downtown car salesmen or like sleazy, uh, but that's not actually what real sales is. I, I believe sales is a transference of energy and connection. The right energy to create the connection that is needed so that you, as the person trying to get your thought across, the person trying to maybe sell something or get your product, your service, your ideas out there, you can create actually and hold a safe space for the party, the prospect, whoever that might be on the other end, to be able to be free and to be able to create that connection and that energy so they can make a decision. Because what my philosophy is, is if I have to sell you, there's a problem. I shouldn't mm-hmm. sell you this. You should be selling me why you want it. So my role in my sales is I actually do, I flip it. I take what we call as the doctor approach. Think of it as but a how doctor. Do you do that? Give me an example. Like if you call me and you're trying to sell me, I don't know, like uh, a cruise. <laughs> well, so, there, so, so there we go. There's a perfect, perfect example. That's not the selling that I do, right? I, I, I do inbound selling because I only want to, I don't want to chase people. That's not worth my time. That's how, that's how I look like a salesperson. If I'm chasing people and trying to shove things down people's throats. I yeah. position myself as the authority. I put my products, my services out in front of you in a way where you will either already tell me you want them or not before we ever even speak. So mm. when you decide you're interested in them, then I put them more in front of you. So by the time you get to me, you're already 80% sold. 
You already know what the product is. You already know what the service is. You might even know what the price is. The only thing you don't know and don't and 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 have not yet convinced yourself to do is to actually take that leap. So my job is to be able to create that safe space, right? Hold that space so you and I can connect and see if this is the right fit for you by asking you the questions, not me telling you. See, salespeople, what I call salespeople, traditional salespeople do all the talking. Connectors, the closers, do the listening. Mm. The more you listen, the more you hear what they're not saying. And really what they're not saying is the reason why they won't make that decision to move forward. Mm. And people don't like being sold to. People don't like that feeling of being pushed to make a decision. No, absolutely not. So that's why, I love you just said that. That's why I say when it comes to the end, I don't tell them they should move forward. They tell me. They claim it. You see, for someone to feel confident in their purchase, they have to have they have to have conviction, they have to have certainty, they have to clear they have to have clarity. Meaning, they have to have absolute clarity. I understand and I'm very clear of what this is going to do or what your idea represents or what you're trying to achieve. I'm absolutely certain in myself that I have the abilities to do this with you and or to follow through this path. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I now have my conviction. And then yeah. what they need to do is they got to claim it. You got to get them to claim it. So in order to do that, you got to ask them the right questions. And what, So before what we get there, because we're already talking about the end, we got to talk about how we even create the relationship. How do you even get in there? You know, how do you even start the connection, right? So- if you, t- if you looked at personality tests, Myers-Briggs, the DISC test, uh, the gemstones, there's all these different types of personalities test out there. But the reality is it all comes down the colors test. It all comes down to four personalities. That's it. There's only four different types of people in this world. And yes, they, they kind of cross over. But there's really only four, if you look like foundational types of people. And when you talk about personality, I also talk about like the way they operate. Like they can't change. This is something that they will never be able to change is who they are. It's in their DNA. It's how their brains operate. What are they? So the first one is what we call as an achiever. So an achiever, and if you look at uh, like the gemstones is what they would call a ruby. Uh, Myers-Briggs is called like the ENJ, I believe it is. It's like the red personality, personality colors, red. These are like the CEOs. These are the winners. They're the ones that like, they're the ones that are drivers, right? They're they're the leaders. Those types of people, they demand and require a certain way of attention and being spoken to. When you show up with them, you cannot show lack of confidence. You have to have complete confidence with them. You got to speak with them authority. You got to be absolute. You can't bullshit them because they'll smell it and they'll see it, right? And in order to get them to move forward, you actually got to do a little bit of reverse psychology. You got to challenge them. You got to say things like, wow, this is probably not for you. I don't, I don't know if you can do it or not because that personality is going to say, what do you talk? I can do it because they're winners. They got to win. Right? So you need to know if I'm speaking to them, I can't speak to them like this. Hi, it's, it's cave on here. Uh, I want it. They'll, they'll eat you alive. They'll just eat you. They'll just crumble you. Right? Oh my God. So think, I would say, like, when you think of the, the achiever, think like the CEO, like how, you know, how an, like a, how a CEO would operate. Then there's the worst ones. Not I'll say the worst ones. I should say that. The, the hardest ones. And they're what I call as the analyzers. They're the engineers. They're the analyticals. 
they're the ones that their brains literally communicate like it, like it is compute. So as soon as the information comes in, they like it's their brains just start going on fire, right? So they're not about the future. They're not about the sexy stuff. They're not about like hype. They're all about facts and figures. So they want to be precise. It needs to be exactly. It cannot be like, oh, we're going to do this. It's going to be, no, here's exactly and precisely how we're going to get there. We're going to use a four. Is that your personality? No, 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 no. That's not my personality. That's far from my personality. Okay. That's far from my personality. Yes. That's so you think. So again, the way I always tell people is think engineer. Think about how an engineer talks. And you know, you're always speaking to them because when you, from the get go, when you say hi, hey, how's it going? How's your day? There'll be a pause. There'll be a slight, when you get really good, you'll see there'll be a pause because their brain takes that information and then it has to like, you know, break it down, da, 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 and then they'll come and they'll say, oh, I'm doing great yourself versus the next personality I'll talk about, which is my personality, which is like the ambassador personality like you. It's the fun personality. It's the orange personality. It's like life of the party personality. It's like, I don't care what we do. Let's just get there. Let's have fun. We're going to get there. We're going to take on the world. It's going to be amazing. Those people like are like, you know, they're vibrant. They, they just they're living the future. Right. Those types of people wear out like the engineer mind because the engineer can't keep up to that. You can imagine that. Right. And we then the fourth meditate. type. Pardon me. We need to meditate. Let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we definitely we that personality needs to calm down once in a while. Right? Yeah. But that's also what makes them so great is they are, like I say, full of piss and vinegar. Right. They're full of passion like, mm-hmm. and they, they see the future and they just want to get there. Right. So they're like those are like the, the entrepreneurial type. Those are like the visionary people. Right. They, they, they see far, far in the future. They believe it's going to happen. You know, they don't like negativity. They only like that positivity in their life. It's not about, you know, where we're um, like. So the the engineer. So the analyzer, for instance, very risk adverse. Like they're very because they're so calculated. Right. They wear where this personality, my personality, we're not, we will just take risks all day, right? Because we just know one day we'll get there. We will get there one day, right? So, and then there is the fourth one, which is the best, which was, which is the most nurturing one. So that's called, like, that's what we call is like the, um, you'll, you'll hear them as nurturers. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're the uh, purple kind of in the personalities that the purples, they're the pearls are called. Uh, in the in the uh, gemstones, and they're like the mothers. See how my tone just softened up there. They're not about the money. They're about the impact. Oh my they're god! About getting everybody together and yeah. making sure that we all live in harmony. Think about the impact we're going to get that be able to create on your family and your community, and the things we're going to be able to enjoy together. Nurturers put themselves first. So when it comes to making a decision, you got to actually challenge that and say, okay, well, let me ask you, when was the last time you've done something for yourself? You've been such a strong mother for so many years, a great, you know, working as whatever it might be, you know, the job at home, you've taken care of the family, taking care of the husband, you've been supporting everybody else on their dream. Isn't it time? You start focusing on you and your dream and putting yourself forward. Have you said this in calls before with moms? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? 
Because it's so you know true. That. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all good, right? It's great. Like, so when we go back to it, now we know. Okay, we know those are the four personalities. And yes, there's mixtures, right? So people have mixtures. Myself, I'm the achiever and the ambassador, right? So I'm like, you know, let's get there. Let's win, win, win. And I'm also like, we're going to have fun, 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 right? And then so you'll have, you'll see there's the analyzers and they will be nurturers. Sometimes they'll, they'll be nurturers. Like it's all can be mixed up. But yeah. usually, usually there's someone, someone has like one kind of dominant personality. So once you know that, I believe, see, a lot of people, I think, think that you got to get people onto your level. You come mm -hmm. to me. I don't believe that. If I'm trying to get you to make a decision, I'm trying to connect with you. I'm trying to get you to trust me. Why would I expect you to come to me on my level? No, I have to step up bigger than all of us and come on your level. Doesn't mean I bow down to you. It doesn't mean I put you on a pedestal. No, what I'm saying is I come meet you at your level on the way you communicate and how you take information in. So yeah. now I can speak to you. And once I speak to you at that level, you can now trust me because you get, you say, I understand him. He understands me. I can trust okay. him. How long does it take for you to understand which personality type someone is? You can understand. It all depends, but you can within 30 seconds, within the first minute. Really? You can, I, you can, usually you can tell them, you know, and there's, tell us like there's, there's signs, right? Like I say, oh, tell me, what is it you do? And they tell you what they, you could based on their job, you can, you, you know, oh, I'm an engineer, I'm a doctor, I'm this, okay, you know, I'm in data science, right? Or, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, I'm, you know, I work in the healthcare. Oh, I'm, you know, I work with the date, whatever it is, right? Or I'm a CEO. I'm in sales. You, you can, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm an event, I'm an event planner, right? Like you can tell with their, right, just the jobs they're in, but you can also tell in their tonality, how they speak. Right away, you can figure it out. You can have at least of a sense of where you're going with it. And as you start asking more questions, and it's like an onion, right? Start taking back, peeling back the layers, you'll start seeing what the, you know, the real things, the real person sitting there is. Okay, which one is the hardest for you to connect with and sell to? Love it. That's great. The uh, analyzer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm so different. Like, guys, my brain is a complete opposite of that. Right? So it's very, very hard for me to rein it in. Like, I can rein it in, but I got to rein it in like 10 times more with them and stay calm. And I got to remember not to speak of the future, which is hard for me because I don't care. Like, I always tell people, it doesn't matter what we do to get there. I don't care what it is as long as we get there. So these analyzers will say, okay, well, tell me exactly, what does it look like? Tell me, and then they'll keep going, well, what, what are we gonna do in week one? What does week two look like? And when we're in week one, break it down. Break, and that's when I come out with my amazing, I love my objection handler to that. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, let's take a break here. I said, are you familiar with Michael Jordan? Everyone knows Michael Jordan, right? And they would be like, yeah. I go, now imagine if Michael Jordan opened up a gym next week and said, I'm going to bring in 20 people and show them how to go into the NBA for the next six months. Are you going to question Michael Jordan on how many layups you're going to do, how many dribbles, when the when when you're going to start, whether it's nine to five or eight to seven? Or are you just going to show up and listen? What do they say? That's, a, that's exactly. Well, they go, yeah, they go, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, because that's exactly what we have going on here. 
Now, I know you want to know exactly and specifically and precisely what we're going to do. And you'll learn that as we grow. What I can tell you is this is a six-week course that allows you to do X. And this is the result you're going to get as a result of that. Does that work with you? Yeah, it works with me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What was that? It works with me. You're selling me on something that I don't even know what it is. Did you see how I did there? Did you see what I did there? See how I said, yeah, what was that? And you, you questioned, you know, like it's, it's a really lighthearted kind of assertive and confident way of speaking. And I want to, I have a question for you though, Kayla, have you always been this confident or did you have to learn to become this confident? Like, were you born yeah. out of the womb confident? Like, tell me your tips and tricks and tools. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. So I actually don't believe I was born with confidence. I, it, I had to, I had to create it through actually a lot of pain and struggle. So by the time I was in grade one, or actually junior kindergarten, I call it grade one, I was labeled with ADD, ADHD, LD, everything in the book. So I was bullied, ridiculed by the parents, the teachers, the school system. It was horrible. So I always, uh, I always had to have this front almost. Like I always had to protect myself because it was just like every day was just, you're too stupid. You're not going to make it. You can't, you know, you're not going to get there. But there was something in me that always, that was like, you know, that burning desire, that passion. And I always knew that I, I knew I was different. But when they were telling me that I was different in a bad way, I knew deep, deep down, I was like, no, I got something else. Like, I'm different in a good way. We just don't know what it is. Um, and it wasn't until, unfortunately, by the time I, you know, my 30s, where I kind of, stepped into my, what I like to call is my own greatness. I stopped being pushed by all the pressures and I started to be pulled by my greatness, by my passions. And I uh, discovered that my art, right? Because I'm not an, I always say I'm not, I'm far from artistic. I can't hear music. I'm the worst drawer, but I am artistic in my form, which is the ability to connect with people, to use my words. So I step into that, which allows me to have my confidence because every day I'm in harmony now. I'm in alignment with who I am. You see, when when I wasn't, when I was trying to be someone I was not, when I was trying to chase after everyone else's dream, when I was trying to follow after other people's footsteps, I didn't have the confidence. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't, I, I couldn't, because I couldn't even look at the man in the mirror I saw and be confident with who I saw because I knew I wasn't being the person I needed to be. You see, one of the deepest things that I tell people too is you want to learn how to connect to people. Like you want to learn how to get your ideas across. You want to know how to do business. You want to know how to travel the world, whatever that might be. The first thing is it starts with you. And that's why you hear a lot about the mindset. And I know you're all about that. And I know you've had amazing people on your podcast talking about that. And it's, and it's, and I always tell people, no matter how many times you hear it, it's just unfortunately, I say, because we hear it so much. Unfortunately, it's the fundamental truth. You are a direct reflection of the things that you get in your life. People say, oh, I have this and this is not what, or this is, you know, I got a bad relationship and I have a bad job and, and this, and I got in a car accident and this happened. I'm having such a bad week. Oh, really? That's because it's a direct, like legitimately a direct reflection of what's going on in the inside. Oh, yeah. And most people don't want to identify that because that's scary. That's a place of vulnerability. But in order for you to be your like in for in order for you to be a leader, 
to be a representation of something, to be able to guide and lead people, you have to be completely in harmony and alignment with yourself before you can ever go out there. Because how can anybody ever trust you? Because if I know that connection and energy, which is to be true, the energy will be off. The connection won't be there. And it'll always be this constant struggle. You'll always find yourself like almost getting there, but never truly getting there. Almost feeling love, but not really having full love. Having a decent relationship, but not a fulfilled relationship. All of that is because there's something that's broken on the inside. And everybody's broken on the inside. I don't care who you are. Like every yeah. human being is broken on the inside. It's just how you deal with it. It's how you respond to it. And that's how you let it affect you. Do you let it be your story or do you let it like your fuel or do you let it be your fortress? Yeah. And people don't realize that we're 100% responsible for our entire lives. I say this all the time on the podcast. Our life is literally 100% up to us and we can blame, give excuses, you know, just point fingers. But at the end of the freaking day, it is all up to us. If things happen to us, it's our decision on how we react. It's our decision on, you know, what we do with that. We could make it a learning experience and make it, you know, part of our story to inspire others and make it huge. Or we can let it dictate our lives and wake up one morning when we're in our 60s and think, oh, shit. You know, I wish I I did something different. I wish I actually, you know, stepped it up and lived my truth. And that's, that's to me is hell on earth. Is waking Same. up in my 60s and saying and watching so many people saying, I wish, I wish. And they're 60. They still have another 30 years to live. 30 years. Oh. Because more. Like, nowadays, you're right. Like we're going to live probably past 100, 100. percent Like great. It's to me like, the be- the best quote. The best quote I heard. Like what? Like to me was the most profound. Was hell on earth is meeting the person you could have been. Oh, oh. literally. My biggest oh. regret in life is waking up one morning when I'm like 90 years old and looking back on my life and being like, should have. You know, so this is where I love this stuff because there's so many people and I'm and I just want to speak to who's listening now because I know in my heart, because just like I was in the school and every school and every classroom, there's a cave on. There's a one kid who's being bullied, being ridiculed, told he's too stupid. He's not good enough. And I always like to speak to that person because obviously that's close to my dear and heart and and the and and anybody else that 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 is re- resonating with this message is, and I'm going to tell you right now, no matter where you are in your life, whether you've got kids, you're married, or you're young and you're just starting out, there comes a moment where you're going to be at the edge. You are going to be at that metaphorical edge of your life where you got to make a decision. And now most people stay pinned down on their knees. They watch on the edge as everyone else flies by and wonder what it would be like to fly without ever jumping. And I'm only going to say now for the first time is for you to jump. Take that leap because only great things will happen. When you jump, you might fall, but you've fallen before and you've gotten up and you'll continue to get up. Or you might just take that leap and you might soar. And you might grow and you might move into your your greatness and actually do something of significance and change your world. But it will never happen unless you take that leap. Yeah, you got to take Jump. the first step. 
Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta stop time, time to take it. Numbed out. People right now in, in today's society, we're all numbed out. We're staring at our fucking cell phones all day long. We're numbing ourselves out with overeating, you know, drinking too much, partying too much. Like everyone's fucking numb. Just wake up. I catch myself in numb states constantly. And I'm like, okay, time to wake up, Mimi. Get off your phone. Like no mindlessly scrolling. Like, you know, get out of, you know, prime yourself. Get out of the state, right? So like the more people realize that these numbing things are literally just killing us and, you know, stealing our time from us. It's like the sooner that they'll take the leap, because I think there's there has to be passion behind everything. You know, listen, we're talking right now and we're, we're very passionate and that's amazing. But like we've both gone through times of not feeling motivated and just like resorting to getting numbed out and not thinking about what we need to do or whatnot. So the trick is just to get unnumbed and just look at life and stare it in the face and do what you need to do and be true to yourself. I think I think it, it, that is obviously is, I like you you know I, I've never heard the um, terminology unnumbed but I, I get what you're saying and you know? um, and change of state yeah I completely agree I think the I think what happens is if I remember before I had this you know this transformation is I always believed it must be different for other people right oh they got a different life they got something I don't have or they think differently than I do and the fact is it's not true we all have the same brain we all think. We all have the same fears. Our brains are all wired to hold us back and keep us safe. Every one of us. We all have gone through our own tribulations. This is the thing I tell people. Not everybody, every day, nobody in the world actually, every day wakes up and feels amazing. Not everybody every day wakes up and takes on the world. No. But here's the thing. I always tell people, character is not built when you're winning. It's very easy to have character when you've won. Real, true character is built when you've lost. How you can pick yourself up, how you can get the team moving and get back on track. So I always tell people, it's not how good you perform on days you feel good. Because that's easy. It's how you perform on the days you feel like shit. How you perform on the days you feel like not getting out of bed, not wanting to go to the gym, not wanting to show up, not wanting to be your best self, not wanting to do the work that most people don't want to do. So in order to never live a life most people never have. It's how you show up on those days that will literally be the game changer because we have way more bad days than we have good days. And if I wait for every good day to come around for me to do something great, I'll never live a good life. Greatness comes from me doing great things on the days I feel like shit. And that becomes what you just said is making that decision to become AKA unnumbed change state and saying, I will not allow myself to not perform today. It doesn't matter if I feel like shit today, I'm still going to get done the work I need to get done. And I'm going to show up as my best self because these are the days I have to persevere through. These are the days that most people don't get through. These are the days where most people quit. And that's why winners always win and quitters never win. Yeah. And another word for unnumbed is conscious right? We're unconscious when we're numbed and we're like distracted constantly, but just staying conscious throughout the day and like really thinking and using your brain. And, you know, 95% of what we do on a day-to-day basis is habitual. It's like a, you know, our, our bodies already know, you know, where to reach for things. And, you know, like if we had to make all these decisions constantly, like we go crazy. So that's why, you know, our brain mechanism is like, okay, 95% of what we do in, in our days, like it has to be habitual, but we need to fight that and create new habits and create new patterns of thinking and stop being so unconscious. 
because I know personally my best decisions, my best, you know, actions, they've all come from being unnumbed. They've all come from being conscious. And you just have to snap yourself out of it constantly, constantly. I have my phone background is constantly affirmations of things that I want. Like you should see my phone background right now. I'm not even going to show it to you. It's like, yeah, you know, no, it's, it's a certain amount of money. It's like so much stuff that I want. It's like constantly just triggering, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know this, like the, 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 our, all the leaders we look up to in this space, they do it. And I, and I will, and I will agree. Like I don't do it nearly as enough as I should, but every day they wake up early every day, they get to the gym, they take care of their health instantaneously. They do the meditation, they do their affirmations, they do their goal setting or their intentions for the day, and they get to the day and they go through their day. And then at nighttime, they look back and they get the feedback and they write it down and they journal, they do the meditation, they go to bed and they repeat. And that's consistent. And a lot of people are not consistent. Consistency is what wins the game, is what wins and how it gets you forward. Now, even when I say that, I tell people I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud because I, I preach it. And I know it to be true because I did it and it worked. But right now, even in my life, you know, busy, I'm stuck in my own little, my own little pity party. I'm not even doing the things that I know I should be doing at the peak level to get me where I am. But the thing is, is I also know I can't sit here and go, well, I wish I had, or why don't I have that? Because it's, I'm looking at the guy in the mirror, right? They say, when you're pointing one finger at you, three are pointing back at you, right? It's the same reason here. So I at least can take that responsibility and say, this is where I'm at. And I'm the only person, me, Kayvon, right here, is the only person that's holding myself back for more. Honestly, so, I'm going to be totally honest. With that mentality, it makes it so much more okay. Honestly, it does. And listen, everybody goes through ups and downs. Like, you know... Uh, two weeks ago, I had a really off week where I did not wake up at my usual really early time. I did not, I was mindlessly on social media for hours a day. And like, cause that's my addiction that I need to solve is just mindlessly on my phone. And I'm just like, what, like I just wasted an hour of my life. And my brain is all mushy now. Like what the fuck am I doing? Right. So I go through times like that as well, but it's like the awareness that it's our responsibility. It's up to us to change it. And we have complete control of what we produce is it's that right. And that's what people need to realize. Yeah, 100%. You have the power to choose. That's it. You, That's just like you have the own power to choose. But it's hard. Here's what they don't tell you. It's hard. I get it. Kayvon gets it. I know it's hard. I know it feels heavy. It's I know it's, it's easy to say, oh, it's easy for you, Kayvon. I get it. I've been there. I've done it. I've heard it. I've seen it. But the reality is, is nobody can show you, can take you where you want to go until you make that decision that you want to do it. It's just like, I always use it in terminology, like uh, the analogy of like smokers. How many different ways, like how many different ways is there to quit smoking? They don't work. You know what works? The one way that all ex-smokers did. They woke up one day and they decided, I'm never going to smoke again. Yeah. That's it. It was a decision. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to try to quit. So let's put a patch on. Let's yeah. do some bubble gum. Let's put something around my my wrist. Let's go get hypnotized. No, because they're not making the actual conscious decision to say I quit. They're saying I want to quit. I, I plan on thinking about quitting, but I haven't made that actual decision to quit. Because any it's smoker will tell you. when They'll tell you, how did you do it? They'll say, I just made a decision. One day I just decided 
I didn't want to because it all comes down to something much deeper. And that's identity, right? It's your identity. Your self-image. Ah, same thing. It's your self-image. Do you Mm -hmm. see yourself as as a smoker or not? Do you see yourself as the victim? As I know, Robin Sharma, you had on the, you know, do you see yourself as a victim or do you see yourself as the leader? There's your yep. self-image. See, forever, Kayvon saw himself as stupid, not good enough, insignificant, as more of an employee, worker. And that's what I got. When I changed my self-image of who I was, I'm actually creative. I have something special. I have a gift. I have the ability to connect. I understand sales at a whole different level than most people don't. I own my greatness. I know what my weaknesses are. My self-image changed. My life changed. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about identity. And identity can change. Self-image can change. But it takes oh, effort. Oh, it takes effort, but it can it can way happen. And And what are your top tips on changing your identity and your self-image? What are some tools that helped you when you were kind of going through your transformation? Yeah, that's a good one. You know what? It's... It's a hard one for some people because they, you know, they probably, I don't know if they all can get in that kind of position, like, you know, financially, but the biggest one for me to help, help fix myself image was being able to go back to the little boy who was hurt and being able to identify and understand what has happened in my past and how my past doesn't have to reflect my future. So I had to do a lot of deep work because again, because of the being the bullied, a lot of, you know, just a lot of bad energy in the family and all that. Like I had, to, I had to work on myself at the core so that I can start thinking and operating differently. So I always tell people, it, it, I know that, you know, for a while there was a, this taboo about it, but now I know it's a little bit, everyone's a little bit being more open-minded to it. And the reality is, is like, like I said, we're all fucked up in our own ways. We got to figure out what that way is, what got us so fucked up and be able to, it will never go away. See, the thing is people think you can fix it and it disappears. No, it'll always be there. But the thing is, you got to understand how it affects you, how it affects your decisions. Yeah. So one of the ways was that. Another way uh, that I did was what we talked about. Like, if you can't do that, then you got to work really, really hard on the things you can control, which is take care of your body. You've got to take care of your body. You got to take care of the way you eat. eat. Eating is huge. I'm not a diet. I don't. I will never talk diet again. I stay in my lane. But the foods you put in your body literally change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you operate. Fact, 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 fact. Okay, like go do the research. Um, again, waking up and doing the meditation. I have a hard time with meditation. I have a very hard time calming this brain and this energy down. But I know. That meditation, when you do it properly and you can get in that meditative state and you do it daily, you will feel different. You will vibrate differently, a lot more calmer. You don't have that urgency. See, a lot of people work out of this urgency. I got to have this right now. And the problem is when you have this urgency, you also give yourself restriction. You live in this world of restriction, which holds you back. All of that comes from the scarce mindset. When we're conscious and we're harmony, we actually come from that abundant mindset. It's not about being urgent. It's just being in in flow. And people want to work with people who are in flow, not so aggressive and and urgent. I got to have it right now, right now, right now, my life and my life. Nobody likes to be around that, right? So you got to do the meditation. Goal setting. I goal set it when I was from, 
I, I learned goal setting from, uh, I think it was like 17, 18. And I goal set at 17, 18 till this day, right? My yearly, my quarterly, my monthly, my weekly, my daily goals. I, I goal set, goal set, goal set. I wrote my check. You know, the um, Jim Carrey, you know, the oh, check. Yeah. I, got my check. I got my check right there. How much is it for? Pardon me? How much is it for? That one, that one for a million. One, but it's it's one, like I want one, like I want to, like, Deal. I want to get one paycheck for a yeah. million dollars. So it's yeah. not like my net worth. Like I want, I want to, I want to cash in a check one day. That's a million dollar check. It's a good goal to have. Yeah. Well, so it's like 2023. So I got a couple years to get there. Um, and I believe I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it one day. Boom. So I have it. It's been there. It's so you can see it. It's written. It's like, it's almost faded, but it's there. Um, so the, those things work. You hear it all the time. I don't like preaching about it because everyone talks about it and you can get that anywhere else. Uh, but it works. Those are the things that work. Um, I just know, I, I, I always, I, I always feel sorry, or I could say I have empathy for, for people that are listening right now and they still can't, they hear it, but they're not feeling it. Yeah. Right. They, they can see it, but they don't know how to live it. And I always have empathy because it's, I get it. Like, I, I know it's hard. Like it sometimes feels like the whole world's against us. We have 20,000 pounds of pressure on us. We feel like we're not good enough or like we're not capable enough or we don't have the knowledge. And that's just all the stories you're telling yourself. It's not the fact. There's stories and there's facts. Yeah. And a lot of people confuse the two. So I would just encourage if, if that's you right now is literally take, take an inventory of what's going on in your life. Take time out of your day right now. Write down everything that's going right. And everything that's going wrong, everything you want and everything you have that you don't want, write it all down and start going through it and look at it and ask yourself, is this a story I'm telling myself or is this actual a fact that's actually happening? Because if you don't even have the awareness to know of what's going on right now, how could you ever go to the future? You have like you have no direction. You think you have some direction, but you have zero direction. You have no game plan. You have no strategy because you don't even know where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Kind of went far from being a sales to, but sales is this. This is the thing is sales yeah. is a reflection of oneself. And in order for me to be the best I can, in order for you, even Mimi, I know you have great plans. You're going to do some great things. You are already doing great things, right? But you and I both know in order for you to achieve those great things, every day you got to wake up and you have to be in alignment with who you are. Not with what the world thinks of you, not what your followers are trying to tell you to be, who you are, what you do. I, do, I can be honest with you. And you do, okay. and I know you do. But, but it's I, hard. You agree? It's hard. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. Honestly, with my personal development, the more that I'm immersed in it, the better that I become and the more me that I, you know, the more pure me that I step into that, like that core me that I know I am like that best part of me, the more and more that I'm that woman, the better things are in my life magically. It's like the more money I make, like I'm getting 
freaking paychecks from everywhere. I'm not even expecting it because I'm like embodying this person that, that, you know, attracts that and does that work. And like, it's unconscious, but you know, I'm, I'm acting differently because I'm thinking differently. And like, you know, my relationships are better. My body has never been better. Like everything just falls into place. The more in line you are with your core best self. And I believe everyone's core self is their best self. Because I think all that bullshit, all that negative uh, negativity, all that, you know, like weird, shitty mindset stuff, like that's not you. That's not the core you. You're not a baby being born in this world with that bullshit in your head. You know, I think personal development, gay, it's about unlearning shit more than it is about learning shit. Bam. I, I, I couldn't agree <laughs> more. Um, it's the truth. Like I said, all that stuff you said, all that negative stuff is just the stories, right? It's not the actual fact. Yeah, the fact is that you are great, that you have some sort of greatness, you have a skill, you have a talent, you are capable, you are worthy, you are loved, you are all of these things. You have to just do, you have to see it in yourself first. Yeah, differently. If you don't love yourself, how can anybody love you? If you don't mm. respect yourself, how can anybody respect you? If you don't appreciate yourself, appreciate what you have, how do you ever expect the world to give you the appreciation. I always say this, I'm not that religious, I'm not a religious guy, but I do kind of believe in the universe. And I always say this, the universe doesn't give me what doesn't flow through me. And I wasn't born to be a reservoir, I was born to be a river. Mm. I like that deep. Very and good. On that note, on that note you have a meeting. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I hate to... And this so abruptly, but really quickly, do you want to just tell the listeners where they can find you on socials? Yeah, because of how deep we went, I believe there's one person listening right now that 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 needs me or needs to see me or needs to speak with me. So I'm going to give out my personal email. It's K-A-Y at K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. If you want to speak with me, email me personally. Tell me where you found me. So make sure you said I was on the Mimi Bouchard podcast and i will respond personally k-a-y at kvon.com amazing thank you and guys if you need him for anything business related or soul related just hit him up
so much. Honestly, I'm so, so, so grateful for you coming on the show. And yeah, let's definitely do another one soon.